the free for all roundtable round two on round two bob reed is here from touchdowns and fumbles he's also a principal at broadwaystrategy.com reshmi nair co-host of the rush and lindsey broadhead senior vice president of the toronto region board of trade nice to have you all good morning uh let's actually mix it up a bit and uh, start with toronto city hall and mayor john tory a complaint has been filed with the integrity commissioners that actually makes two complaints that have been filed by different citizens over different things Um, But let me start with Bob Reed for a second here. The complaint this time is that the mayor made robocalls on election day in support of a candidate. The other candidate who lost is upset about it and points out that John Tory should have said, hi, it's John Tory, not hi, it's Mayor John Tory. So uh, what, what, what say you? Well, actually, the complaint says he should have said this is mayoral candidate John Tory instead of Mayor John Tory. And I think that's worth highlighting because I think it shows just how finely we're splitting the hair here. You know, as if someone receiving that call would hear, hi, this is John Tory, and it's John Tory's voice saying it, and not go, oh, it's the mayor. Yeah, it's not duct cleaning. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I, I find that I find that pretty bizarre. I mean, the 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 letter of the law, the integrity code, uh, you know, the complaint says, yeah, but when you look at the fine print, it says he can't do this. So that makes me say that maybe the fine print needs an overhaul because, of course, he's John Tory, who's been the mayor and uh, he was out campaigning with councillors that he supported going around door knocking and that's not unprecedented that has been done since time immemorial so to to get hung up on a nitpicky little point like this just makes me shake my head although to run to the other side of the room for a second Reshmi Nair if it is in the integrity code or in the election code then it is one of the rules that people should play by Yes, absolutely. Follow the rules. I think the complaint here is flagging that John Tory, the mayor, likely didn't follow the rules. And we discussed this on our smart speaker series yesterday. Uh, Jamie Ellerton pointing out that, you know, if the mayor is fined, if the integrity commissioner investigates this, we don't know that yet, uh, that he'll be he'll have no trouble raising the money to to pay the fine. But I don't think we should change the procedure. It is um, the fine print, but these things matter in campaigns. Yeah, Lindsay Broadhead, um, it, the code is there. I'm sure he has lots of smart people who know the code who can go over his scripts and say, oh, by the way, can't say this. And for this one, I actually scratch my head. Like provincial or federal ministers um, in municipal politics, they do hold on to their title uh, through the election cycle. So I, unless I have it completely wrong, um, I think he's right to say that he was Mayor John Tory uh, on that day, uh, even though he was a candidate again. So I actually don't find that at fault. Um, And I think also we have to remember here that incumbents tend to win. Um, And I think it's okay uh, that that happens. Uh, There's a lot of discussion around how we can better support uh, new candidates different areas. And and I think that is actually the discussion that needs to happen. But uh, in my assessment, I don't think the mayor did anything incorrect. 
All right. Well, this next story is literally crappy. Uh, Hamilton has discovered <laughs> raw sewage has been leaking. Nice, into, John, thank you, nice. thank you. It's a headline writer's dream. I think we all agree. <laughs> yeah. uh, so raw sewage leaking into the lake since 1996. And uh, Reshmi, I'll start with you. Um, when we asked how did this happen to uh, Laura Babcock, who is active in politics in Hamilton, she said, because Hamilton. So it's kind of like the movie Chinatown, I guess. Yeah, my aunt lived on the mountain in Hagersville, so I grew up driving to Hamilton for all the holidays, and it smelled bad in the harbor. And if you told Hamiltonians that, they were offended, but they kind of wore it like a Leafs fan, right? A badge of honor. At least the city is confirming <laughs> what we all knew, and I hope Hamiltonians like Laura Babcock feel seen and validated. Uh, Lindsay Broadhead, the story didn't actually leak, ironically, uh, but it did come to the attention of the mayor, and she was very quick to... Nick, you want to throw in, because this is the first time we hear Andrea Horvath as her worship, the mayor of Hamilton. For me, it's not a matter of the volume of material, but it is a matter of making sure that uh, that we are being open and that we're communicating and that we are letting people know as soon as possible uh, if something like this occurs. That's great, but it's been happening since 1996, <laughs> That's right. First of all, I'm I'm saddened, but also agree with Rashmi's uh, alignment of, you know, large amounts of poop in the water and trying to be a good Leafs fan um, all these years. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, you know, so we find out the volume of the material, quote unquote. Like, I don't know actually if I want that data. Um, I, I want them to solve the problem and uh, let's be done with it. Um, but it, yeah, it's especially gross when you think of what 20 years of, uh, of uh, collection might look like. Yeah. And Bob, it stinks of, uh, of <laughs> some pretty terrible mistakes and having been made. It sure does. Uh, but uh, clearly, uh, Mayor Horvath has learned a lesson from her predecessor, because this is not the first time in recent memory that uh, an ongoing sewage spill has been discovered in Hamilton. And the last time it was discovered, they did everything to keep it quiet and not have the story go public. So kudos to Andrea Horvath and, and everybody else who said, uh, we got to get out in front of this. And it, it does speak to transparency and openness as as we heard her say in that clip. So, touchdown. Um, yeah, I was thinking half of our show today is uh, prep for Friday. Um, the uh, ministers who are in charge of health and addiction in Ottawa are calling out opposition and conservative leader Pierre Polyev over a video that he made. In the video, posing in, with a uh, tent city in back at night, he talks about Canada's failed drug policy. But, Lindsay, this is more uh, a philosophical fight, I think, because the conservatives once again want to go back to the trough and say that needle exchange programs and harm reduction don't work when the record shows they do. It's just that they're morally opposed to it. Well, that's right. And I think, Bob, this may be another subject for your, your show, too. Uh, and uh, it is a place where there are safe uh, injection sites. Um, and it absolutely 100 uh, percent is an essential part of harm reduction and saving lives. 
Um, so, you know, it, it's one thing to have a an ethical or moral stance, but it's quite another another to uh, spread inaccurate information. So, uh, you know, I think anything we can do to uh, debunk uh, those kind of messages, uh, it's important to do. Yeah, Bob Reed, I can relate. I don't, uh, you know, necessarily understand. Just somebody says, I don't want to be a part of a public program that actually gives people drugs or gives them the needles. Um, but you can't argue with the health people who and the scientists who over the years have established it leads to less death. Yeah, and and I thought uh, Minister Bennett fired back very well and, and very effectively. I thought her line about, because uh, Poilier's view is, no, no, don't give them drugs, give them rehab. And she said, you can't rehab somebody who's dead. And so I thought that was that was a very good counterpoint. Look, this is a, this is a long-standing debate. Um, Poiliev is excellent, as we've, we've seen, at pushing buttons. And this really pushes buttons with people who, regardless of taking in information and viewing the pros and cons and looking at the, at the statistics of, of success and those kinds of things, at a gut level, some people say it's just plain wrong for public dollars to be used to give people drugs, period. And that is the resonance that Pierre Poiliev is so good at capitalizing on. And of course, he's ramping up the, the rhetoric and the hyperbole on this, uh, but it does work for him. So get used to it. This, this is, has been, this has, is how he has uh, built his profile to where he is, and we're going to see more of it. Okay, so a touchdown. And Bob, though, if I could jump in, yeah. though, just for one second, I think yeah. it, you know, the the communication strength of his team is, um, you know, it. I, it, I dare say it's incomparable, right? It, they're they're excellent. Um, I would encourage he and his team, though, to do the same thing without uh, challenging uh, science in this way, um, because it does actually affect lives now. That you know, it's it's not just a matter of uh, uh, you know fun political discourse. So it, I felt obliged to jump in there with that. Yeah, Absolutely. no argument. Okay, Reshmi, last word on this one. I think the issue I would have with the video that he made is I don't disagree with Lindsay. He's incredibly effective, but he's also promoting uh, false relationships and dubious statistics. Yeah, it's uh, it's a surface issue that I think people who are not engaged to everyone's point on the panel here, if you don't know the information, then you're going to buy into it. And uh, I was a reporter in Vancouver when they opened the first safe injection site. I didn't think it was going to work, guys. I thought there were going to be stone people roaming around the streets, walking into traffic. That didn't happen. And I was a non-believer who was convinced by covering it. I didn't believe it for the first year that it was open. It does save lives. And, and it is misinformation. It's very dangerous rhetoric that I think a politician of his age should know better. Like I said, I'm probably stealing all your thunder, Bob Reed. But uh, <laughs> Nick, throw in the uh, lawyer getting kicked out, because I think he did it deliberately. A lawyer for the convoy protesters fought with a judge yesterday, and the judge finally said, get out. No, I'm, I know you've directed. I'm sorry, you wanted the I'm, sorry I'm speaking. Yes, sir. Um, the application, if you want to do it, you've been advised it's to be done in writing, not in the middle of sir, the presentation. Sir, we filed two motions so in writing I'm, at your direction that you've refused to rule on with respect I'm, to the redaction of documents from the government of Canada. You're speaking. That has not I'm been speaking. ruled on and okay. they've been filed for I days. I will take a break while uh, you're asked sir, to leave. Sir. I will return in five minutes if uh, security could deal with the council. Okay, Bob Reed, I'll be interested in your interpretation of this because he got kicked out, but what happened? All the reporters chased him into the street and he got to do a presser. 
Precisely. It's it's no different than uh, than the recent uh, fracas at, at Queens Park, where where the member was named and had to leave the chamber. Yeah. And and John, I think it was you recounted a, a an old a, a story from from long ago, where uh, the first question from the reporters was, "Well, why did you do that?" And the answer was, "Because you're here talking to me." Yep, absolutely, folks. Thank you all very much. Great roundtable, much appreciated. My thanks to Reshmi Nair, who will be back this afternoon at two p.m. along with. Dan Riskin. I think they're having a fabulous time together. Bob Reed and Lindsay Broadhead. And my thanks to Nick Marano and Joe Cristiano for their work mostly behind the scenes and the occasional Tim's run. Catch the roundtable. Round one at 745. Round two at 845. Weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.